Shlom Aleichem Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing on the second day of Shabbos. We started Shabbos yesterday on a Thursday, and here it is, Friday, Erev Shabbos, Chayisora. We are picking up on the second Mishnah in the first parak of Shabbos. Speaking of Shabbos, the Kiddush tomorrow, Chayisora at Suburban, is in honor of the Mishnah Yomi. So we'll be there, we'll have some L'chaims. I'm not sure the exact program, uh, but we'll show up tomorrow, and Baruch Hashem, we'll find out. We also have a, there, there's also a Siyum uh, on Seder Zurayim tomorrow, Shabbos, um, after Mincha at Beit Yaakov, at Rabbi Golfe's shul, they're davening Mincha at 414, and they're going to make during Suda Shlishit, or Shalash Sudas, whichever Minhag you like, going to make a Siyum on Zurayim, and then Mose Shabbos, there's also a community-wide Mishnah Yomi Siyum at Merkaz Torah Atfila on Baythorn at 8.30 p.m. Uh, they're going to have fleshigs. They're going to have a good time. So Bar Hashem, three opportunities over Shabbos, Motzei Shabbos, to recognize your accomplishments for being Messiah Mizrayim. So Bar Hashem, on with the Shabbos. Mishnah Bey says, Lo Yeshev Adam, do not sit down, man. Lifnei Asapar, in front of the barber, in the barbershop, Samuch Lemincha, right before Mincha time, Ochiet Polel, until you daven first. The reasoning is it might take a long time or the scissors might get dull or something might happen that the haircut, the shaven haircut takes a lot longer and he's going to miss the time for mincha. Don't go into the bathhouse right before mincha because he might, it might take longer. He might feel faint and tired. Lola Borsiki. Borsiki is the tannery. There's chemicals involved. There's leather that's soaking. It might take a while to fix up if there's something to do there. And not to eat asuda. And not to judge a case. If they started these activities, even though they might get involved in them, you don't have to stop in the middle to daven mincha as long as you're still going to have time to daven mincha. But we don't start doing something where you might get carried away before mincha until you daven. Now the Mishnah concludes with a related concept, mafsikin likrot kriyachma. We stop what we're doing, even learning Torah, to recite Kriyat Shema when it's time for Kriyat Shema. But you don't stop for davening if you're involved in learning. Now, the, the Mepharshim explained, this is not Halacha Lemaisa unless you're Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That this Halacha is stated for people who are completely, completely involved in Torah 24-7. That even so... They would stop at Zman Kriya Shema in order to say Shema, but they do, were not required to stop learning and get involved in Shemona Esrei. But that's only Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his son in the cave. That's a special case. That's not the normal Kolo guy, the normal Yeshiva Bachar. Obviously, they do stop for the entire tefillah. Now, good. Now, we're going to go on to Mishnah Gimel. Mishnah Base was every day of the week. Mishnah Gimel is specifically on Shabbos concepts to prevent problems from coming up. The tailor cannot go out with his needle close to Shkia. That's on Friday, close to sundown. Because he might forget his needle pinned into his shirt or wherever he keeps it, and he'll go out and have a Yitzia, like we spoke about yesterday in the first Mishnah. And not the scribe with his pen. He also can't go out in the public street 
close to Shkia, he might get delayed a few minutes, then he's going out with his pen. Now, this is even when his pen or his quill is not in his hand, but maybe it's tucked into his belt or it's behind his ear, but because that's a normal way for the scribe to carry his pen, like it's normal for the tailor to stick his needle in his shirt or wherever he puts it, then that would be carrying Deraisa on Shabbos if he gets delayed. So we tell him not to do that to avoid a problem. Similarly, lo yifale et kelav lo yikre or haner. Similarly, a person should not de-louse his garments. So, Baruch Hashem, we live in times with Baruch Hashem, such a brocha that we have very much improved sanitation and laundry facilities, but it was common. They would have bugs and lice in their garments, and if you're picking them out and you need a little more light, they might tilt the lamp to get the oil to flow to one side of the lamp to the wick to make it brighter so you can see if that's just a little schmutz or a little dirt or if that's a, a bug that you want to pull off the garment. So the problem is not so much the bugs, that that's a problem also. The problem is tilting the lamp is ma'avir. It's a, it's a malacha of kindling. And the same with reading. If you're reading by an oil lamp and, you know, the, the Rashi and the Taisvos are a little smaller, so the person might, the Bartner also could be a little smaller than the regular th- stuff here. So you might tilt the lamp on Shabbos to read better, to read the Mepharshim. So that's, again, it's a Malacha de Raisa. Be'emes Amrus. Now the Mishnah explains. Chazon here the Chazon is not necessarily the Gabbai, he's like the teacher. He's the he's supervising. He can see where the children are reading. So you can imagine they have a Sefer Torah open, or they have a Mishnayis open, and there's a bunch of kids are reading reading that, preparing their laning for tomorrow. And the teacher can see where they're reading, see what they're up to. But the teacher himself shouldn't read. What's going on is if the teacher is about to tilt the lamp, the students might not stop him from doing so because they have a respect for the Rebbe, for the teacher, the Chazan, but if the children might come to tilt the lamp to see the small letters, to see the, the Mepharshim, then the other children are going to warn them or the teacher is going to warn them before they tilt the lamp so they can avoid the Avera. Ki the Mishnah continues, similarly, lo yochel zav imazava, a zav is someone, is a male who had an emission and he's tame, and the zava is a woman who had an emission and she's tameya, mipne hergil avera. Now, these are man and wife we're talking about, and if they're eating together at a dinner table, and you understand there's some wine, it's a nice meal, and everything's great, so it might lead to a problem because they are both tameim, and they're going to come to intimacy when they are forbidden from doing so, so they shouldn't sit down and eat a normal suda because it might lead to sin. Now, this last this last statement is actually Lema'ase. We're learning on Monday nights with Rabbi Silber, the Smichas Chaver. We're learning Hilchos Nida. And this is the same concept when a woman is in Nida and they're eating together at the table, the man and just the, just the man and his wife. Uh, you know, there's a concept to put a hecker, to put something on the table so you know it's different, that you know that there's a manish to nahalayla zemikola lelot. So there's a concept to enjoying a suda, making something a hecker, something different on the table, so they remember and they don't come to make mistakes. Shkoyach Rabosai, Shabbat Shalom.